0: Hey, what's up, everyone? Zach here. Hopefully, you're having an amazing day. I am really excited to spend a little bit of time with you and share with you uh, a story that I learned in Iceland that I think will be hopefully really valuable for you. It's really, val- really, really valuable for me, um, specifically because I kind of learned this lesson about a year and a half ago, and it's been, without a doubt, the number one thing that has caused a... Um, Uh, a positive influx in our business Um, but i was reminded of this lesson in iceland and and had really really inspired and so we got back from iceland a couple weeks ago and on our very first day there we were looking for a place to get some food and we walked past a place called uh, icelandic street food and we've been to a lot of street food places around the you know internationally and stuff when you see a uh, when you when you go to a street food place you know, street food is, by definition, street food. You know, it's not, uh, it's not like, super fancy or anything like that. And this place had this really beautiful sign out front, had a nice-looking exterior. And I was like, you know, that's cool, but that's, like, a touristy place. Like, this is not – that's not a street food place. That's not where locals go. That's where tourists go. I'm like, I don't want to go there. So, you know, we fast-forward to the end of our trip, and Ashley and I are driving back from, I think – the glaciers are a different part of the of the island itself and it's like a two and a half hour drive back and i'm like hey when we get back we're gonna be pretty hungry like do you want to look up a spot to go to eat and she says sure she's looking up a spot and she i was like she's like well i don't really know what to pick there's so many options i said let's just go to the place we went to last night it was called Reykjavik street food Reykjavik was the name of the City that we are in—it's called Reykjavik Street Food. I was, let's just go there. She's like, "Well, actually, there's this place, Icelandic Street Food," and she's showing me the pictures of it. She's like, "This looks pretty good." And I'm like, "Ah, it's the place that you know I saw the first day." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Well, whatever. Let's just try a new spot. You know, let's try a new spot, and at least it's easy. We know where to park. You know, we can just just jump in, get some food, jump out, and you know, and basically go to bed because we have to leave tomorrow. So we drive there, park, go in, and when we walk in, I'm like instantly like totally taken back initially I'm like wow this place is stinking cool we walk in and there's people like gathered up on these little tables like surrounding the place against the walls um, and so they're like on these tiny tables facing the wall some are facing each other and i'm like this is awesome because like in a street food place you want it to be kind of crap like cramped um that's like generally a good sign when there's lots of people at these tiny tables because they're trying to get as many <laughs> locals in there as possible and then pump them out um so i'm like oh man this place is cool and the music is like bumping like super loud and there's, it's like it's like american music because i mean most places in the world actually listen to uh american music believe it or not um so they're like blasting like this American music. It's like you're listening to the radio in your car. And, and I like walk in and I'm like, my head's like naturally bobbing. I'm like, yeah. And I look back and there's this guy facing me. He's behind the counter. He's like, hey, man. Hey, come on up. And so I walk up and I'm starting to like read the menu up. He's like, oh, don't worry about that, man. The menu's really simple. I'll just explain it to you. And I'm like, okay. And there's this guy next to me that walks in the same time. He's like, I'll explain it to you both. You know, so basically you can get this or you can get this or you can get this or you can just get this, just get this one and it includes everything and you can get everything everything that you everything on the menu we bring it out in different you know just different courses basically and you can get refills on everything and you can get like there's these two different types of soup and then there's this thing called um what was it called fisherman's favorite or something and um, you get so you get these three different things and they just keep coming out until you want them to stop and um, and then there's also dessert so there's waffles they just keep on making waffles so I was like okay yeah let's do that so me and Ashley both got that we sit down and they bring in the first, the first, you know, thing of food out. It was uh, shellfish soup. And I was like, you know, it was pretty good. I mean, Icelandic food isn't the greatest on earth, but it was pretty good. So I was like, yeah, this is good. So we ate all of it. And then the dude comes out, like, maybe around the time that Ashley's getting finished up with hers. Uh, mine was a little bit too hot for me at first, so I had to, like, let it cool off. And so she's getting done with hers. And he comes out and he's like, hey, who's ready for a refill? And he's like screaming to the whole restaurant. And like a couple people timidly put their hands up and Ashley like puts her hand up, she's like, I'll take one. He's like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. He's like, I'm not joking about this refill thing, you guys. He's like, I want you to get some freaking refills. And he brings Ashley's out to her and he's like, hey, just so you know, the record is 13 refills. Let's see if you can beat it. And I'm like, dude, she's totally got it. She's gonna smash it. And she's like, No, Zach, don't tell him that. Like, I don't I can't do it. And so anyway, we get some refills and then and then like five minutes later, he's he comes out and he says there's waffles! Who wants some waffles? And people start coming up there getting waffles out of the thing. And Ashley starts getting a few waffles. And I think she ate two waffles, which is way more than she normally would. And uh, it was just an awesome, awesome uh, just experience while we, were, while we were there. It was really, really fun. And, and over, the, over the course of us being there for like these 30 minutes, he, uh, he came up to us. And, we, and he started talking, talk, started talking just a little bit, and um, and and then I asked. I was like, "Oh, do you have a restroom?" He said, "Oh yeah, it's right. To, it's right over down the street. It's two doors down um, in that in that bar." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. So the, the restroom's in the bar over there?" He's like, "Yeah, it's over there, just two doors down. Just you know, they they know." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And he's like, "It's it's my bar." I'm like, "Oh, okay, sweet." So I walk over there, and this is, it's like this gorgeous bar, like beautiful, like big sports bar thing, um, super super nice. Go and use the bathroom. Come back. And then I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like this guy owns this and that bar. He's like 35 years old, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. And um, we're getting towards the end of everything and he's, he, I, I notice he has his jacket on, he starts walking out. And I'm like, hey man, I just, I just wanted to grab you, dude. I just wanted to say like this restaurant is awesome. Like you have got this thing nailed man And he's like oh thanks dude he's like man i just i'm just excited to be here dude it's just it's super fun for me to be here it feels like i'm with friends and getting to you know help people out and you know serve people that are touring the country and serving the locals it's awesome man i just love being here i'm like dude you're amazing bro like this is this is super super cool let me get a picture with you so we grab a picture together and, uh, and he's like, hey, you know what? Let me give this to you. And he, and he gives this to us. And he also gives this to other people in the restaurant, too. But he hands me this card. And it's basically a coupon. He's like, he's like, hey, go ahead and take this. And take this over to the bar down the street. And you can use it for a free drink. I'm like, well, thanks, man. He's like, yeah. And he's like, and you know what? If you don't like beer, he's like, just take it to the next door over. He's like, that's a bakery. And he's like, that's my bakery. You can go ahead and use it for a free pastry. I'm like, OK. Thanks, dude. He's like, yeah, of course, man. He's like, it's great having you here. And then he, he, and then he, then he takes off. Or actually, before he takes off, I'm like, dude, you own the bakery and a bar and this. I'm like, what do you, all the, what do you own all of Iceland? He's like, no, no, man. He's like, he's like, no, no. He's like, just those. And then the comedy club down the street. And um, and then I think he said something else too. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, dude. This guy is such a G. He owns all of this stuff. I'm like, this guy's awesome. I'm like, well, thanks, man. And Then he ends up taking off, and. Number one, I was just—I I just had a super good time. I wish we went there the first day because I don't—I would have been back there every day. Um, I generally—we generally get really hooked on a place and continue to go back. But what I—what I realized the more I thought about it, I'm like, man, this guy is a sales funnel genius. I'm like, he would absolutely crush it in our business. Like, if in the online marketing space, he would murder it. And if he used, you know, if he was like in MLM rebels, I'm like, man, this guy would just freaking crush it, right? But why? See. What he figured out is a way that he could ascend people, or at the very least, cross sell people into other parts of his business. So every one of his storefronts acted as a front end uh, sale, if you will. So if I came in to get food, you know, I could quote unquote ascend up to a beer later at his bar. Or if I wanted a dessert after the beer, I could go get a. Dessert at the pastry shop right after that. Or I could come into the comedy place and get a comedy show and then be hungry afterwards and he could easily, you know, funnel us in to getting food or beer or pastry. I'm like, dude, this guy literally has a perfect, like, Ascension. It's a it's a small ascension, but he continues to serve us in ways that we need. The next thing he continues to upsell us. You know, I have my entertainment now. I can go get my food. I have my food. I can go get my beer. Now I have my beer. I can go get my dessert. He was ways to ascend us through different things that we would need as we're being there in Iceland. I am like, dude, this guy is such a boss. And because he's basically created an offline funnel where he can capture a lot of business by simply offering multiple things that people need. Now, I thought about that for us. And I, I mentioned that I kind of learned this about a year ago or so, or maybe a little over that. And the way I learned it is because when we first launched MLM Rebels, we launched it uh, to do one thing. It was an automated recruiting system for people on our team. And that's the way that we launched it. And, and uh, you know, it, it sold it sold very well. But there was still the vast majority of people that come through any webinar or any funnel, as you know, they don't buy, right? They don't join. No matter how good your funnel is, the majority will always be the non-buyers. So the non-buyers, when we figured out why they weren't buying, it came down to two reasons. It came down to one, um, they didn't have the money, okay? They couldn't afford the product. Number two is they didn't want to join our company, mostly because they were part of a company already that didn't want to leave. Totally acceptable so what we did is we said okay instead of trying to like obviously we spent some time trying to convert those people any like trying to better our sales pitch so that we could convert them not of course not take anyone from their company that's not that's the wrong thing to do but help people that didn't have the money essentially find the money that's the first thing and then uh with the other thing just making sure we were clear with the 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 people that were already in a company so just uh, what do you call it? Optimizing our sales presentation. But after that, the next thing we did, and this was the, this was the 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 more impactful piece, was we developed products that fit the needs of the things we were missing. So first thing we did is developed a um, product for people in other companies. So if you're in another company and you wanted to build an automated system with our help, we developed a a product called uh, Rebels 2.0. And that product helped you build an automated recruiting system for any company. Now, that particular product is promoted at the very end of the MLM Rebels Blueprint, which if you've never read that, you should go read that. That's MLMRebelsBlueprint.com, and it teaches you how to build an automated system for any company. And it's all a value add, and then at the very end, there is a promotion for rebels 2.0 so the first thing that we did the second thing we did is create a product called rebels light which is for people that wanted to join our team they wanted to use an automated system um, or some kind of leveraged recruiting system but they didn't have the money to join rebels recruiting system so we we created rebels light which is a very low cost option. So that we could capture those different types of customers, because there's nothing that I want, to, that I would say or want to say to convince someone in another company that's very happy about being there to come over there. I don't want to convince them to leave. That's just against my like makeup. I'm, I'm not, I'm not willing to do that. So I want, we needed to make Rebels 2.0. And then I also was sick of losing customers because people didn't have the uh, finances in order to invest in the fully automated version. So we created a light version of it so that we could capture those customers as well, as well and they could ascend into the heavier versions uh, when the finances became available to them. So that's what we did. And in many ways, it echoes what this Icelandic genius did is just creating avenues so that even if someone doesn't like Icelandic street food, well, maybe they like beer, right? And they can go there. Well, what if they don't like beer? Well, they probably like desserts or pastries, right? It, out of one of those three options, one of those three options almost hits everyone, right? Unless you literally don't like uh, f- like regular dinner food, and you don't like any sort of drinks from a bar, and you don't like any pastries, like he's probably got something for you, and he owns it all. And if you don't like any of those, maybe you like entertainment. Maybe you go go to the comedy comedy club. I wouldn't be surprised if this guy owns a juice bar soon to capture the really super hardcore health nuts that never have a beer or anything like that. But anyway, I tell you all this to say the first thing that you need to do is get one converting offer. Okay, I probably I just made a video about this. I probably should have included this in the video, but your you know you podcast listeners are uh, getting I guess get a little extra because I'm thinking about it now. The first thing you need to do is create an offer to you know, promote your company, promote a product, whatever, whatever you're doing, and just focus on that one offer until that offer works, okay? And obviously you need to adjust the offer, blah, 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 we get all that, but focus on getting one offer to work. Once you get one to work, then fill the holes in, okay? So I didn't try to make these three different products that I just told you about until one worked, right? It would have been very stupid for me to create Rebels 2.0, Rebels Lite, and Rebels Recruiting System all at once because they're they're all extremely robust and they're constantly getting updated, okay? So if they keep getting updated, you can imagine what the work is like to update, to update three at once, let alone build three at once. And not only is it a huge time commitment to build one, but you want to make sure that people actually want it before you build it, okay? So don't worry about what I'm saying until you have one thing converting really well, but I hopefully want to inspire you to, when you do have one thing converting well, figure out ways to own other parts of the process or own assets that you can sell to people that don't buy your core asset, okay? So when people don't join your core thing, Think about the objection, the reason that they're not joining, and then offer them an asset that fills the need that they actually have. Does that make sense? So hopefully it does. I'm sure it does, and uh, hopefully this gave you some some insight because I got some amazing inspiration from my friend that owns this Icelandic street food joint, and uh, I hope you you do as well. So anyway, if you found value in this, do me a favor, leave a, a rating and review down below. That would be amazing. That's the number one thing that we could ask for from you. That's the that's what you could do to add value back to our life. And uh, if you haven't done so yet, you can join the private discussion group at MLMSalesFunnels.com where we talk about nothing but using sales funnels for network marketing. And in case you missed it, if you wanted that link again for the blueprint, that's mlmrebelsblueprint.com. So anyway, with that, hopefully you have an amazing day. It was good spending some time with y'all and talk to you soon.